Welcome to Keeping in 9450, codenamed WBB, brought to you by the 9450 Women's Basketball Network. I'm Daniel Artes. I got my co-host, K-Dot. What's up, brother? We here late night talking WNBA All-Star Saturday night, man. What's good? Hey, yo, what up? What it is? What's popping? Everything's good. The All-Star Skills Challenge and three-point shootout occurred, and it was a lot of fun to watch the women out there do their thing. We had our preview show and had our picks. And I was glad to see what the results looked like. It was it was pretty dope to see. Yeah, most definitely. It, it, was, it was pretty dope. Had some theoretics at the end. Of, but yeah, let's just get right into it. Let's talk about Sabrina Unesco, who won the, uh, the skills challenge with her teammate, high schooler named Zoe Brooks, who's committed to NC State. I did like that. I didn't know that was in there like that. I thought it, I knew they had something to do with the high school kids, but I didn't know they were actually a part of the event like that. I thought that was dope what the WNBA did as far as with the skill challenge. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was dope as well. I think that the involvement, the exclusivity of of involving the hot, the top high school players is definitely something that is needed because that's a topic for another episode, but just to bring it all into light, we need and have to understand a lot of our top prospects. A lot of them growing up don't really talk about the women of the WNBA like that. Their favorite player is more than likely a, an NBA player, if you interview them, if you will. So having that, having that amplification that we always talk about, amplifying the top prospects and pairing them up with a WNBA player. And hopefully that's the start of something more coming into the future because the future is bright coming in with these prospects. These these girls who who mature into women are going to be really good on the basketball scale and hopefully they continue their careers going into college and then going into the WNBA. If you can expose them early to the current players, then you will have more, more involvement and a lot more of the top prospects talking about who their favorite WNBA player is versus who their favorite NBA player is. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. But it was, it was pretty dope seeing them high schoolers and they, they rose to the occasion. None of them wasn't, they didn't look shook out there. They really was there living in the moment and, and stuff. And I can't wait to follow these players as they move on to college, though. I do wish, however, that if you're speaking about high school, that Nicole Melnis was there, though. That would have been dope to see New York City represented and everything. But we had Jersey in the building, though. So that was pretty cool. But let's talk about the event, the Skills Challenge and stuff with Sabrina Unesco. The winner. I had my dark horse. I thought my dark horse was going to pull through. I had Alyssa Smith as my dark horse. I thought my 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 winner, John Quell, was going to make it happen, but it didn't happen. But like Sabrina was really, she had an uphill battle from the first part of it because Azarek, I think, knocked the ball away, but she still was able to re- recover. Then she got Kelsey Plum up out of there with ease in the second round, and then I guess Alyssa Smith, her high school teammate didn't wasn't able to pass the ball through the through the passing segment of struggle through that and then miss some layups too i was like yo this is some layups man and then sabrina just breezed through it it was pretty easy though so what you thought about sabrina's performance yeah i thought sabrina's performance was definitely a good performance now it was so funny rebecca lobo and ryan ruko was talking about how she stepped over the (laughs) stepped over the line was that really the rule or was it not a rule like the way and she did it twice she packed twice. That was funny how, how they talked about that. But Sabrina, of course, we all know who is a, who we call a playmaking two, two yeah. guard. She understood the assignment and she was able to prevail. I'm very, very happy for Sabrina. 
And it was a really good event. My my winner was knocked out early by your dark horse of all things, which was real dope. And then my dark horse, I thought I really thought the dark horse, my dark horse was going to do it. And then ultimately she wasn't able to pull it off in the uh, semifinals. And I think it was your dark horse that beat both of my choices, my my winner and my dark horse. It was it was cool just watching that. I like I just like how they I just like how they did it with that, including the high school players. Yeah, because, again, when you include the high school players, fans who are watching, they'll know who the girls are and they will follow them as they move along into college and hopefully getting drafted into the WNBA. That's four years you will get to know them and having them on that platform, I think, is very important. I can't stress that enough. So I do like that that occurred. And they were able to participate. And ultimately, the skills, I'm a point guard, so I'm going to talk about the skills challenge all the time. So yeah. I, thought it was, I thought it was a great thing. Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool. I, I enjoyed it and stuff. And yeah, but I guess it's going to be a short episode <laughs> because it was just like that. But I was going to say, talk about, oh, yeah, three-point shootout, bro. All right, let's get into that real quick. We got to talk about the three-point contest, bro, because that was dope. You got Allie Quigley winning her fourth title in a row, you know what I mean? Doing her thing, hitting 30 points in the final round and stuff. It was pretty dope. First woman, first basketball player in WNBA and NBA to win four titles. It, it was pretty dope. What was your thoughts about the the overall thing about, what was your thoughts about the three-point contest? When we talked about it in our preview show, I mentioned you have two types of shooters, right? Or you have two types of, yeah, you have two types of shooters. You have those volume shooters, and then you have those straight-up sharp shooters where your volume shooters, they need to get into a particular rhythm to score the basketball. And we saw that with Ryan, Arike, and Jewel. Now, Ryan came out hot, like real hot. And she showed off how she's able to just make a basket. But then you saw it in Arike and Jewel how – they had to get into a little bit of rhythm before they were able to really get everything fired up. Of course, who I picked was obviously the winner, but I, I think that the three-point shooter, I really enjoyed it because Ariel Atkins, like she she set the tone early. Yeah, She set the tone real early, and I was happy that she did that because it gave us, it gave us a true show in what Allie Quigley has always done in her career and what she was capable of doing. And I just like watching Allie quickly shoot. Yeah. The form, the mechanics, it's so great just to watch great shooting. Yeah. And and Allie was just on fire. And I I truly just appreciate, I just appreciate the art of shooting, period. And Allie quickly definitely showed that off. Yeah, man. And it looked like she was moving slow, but she was just moving at her speed, too. I was like, oh, okay, because then she started turning up. And I was just like, it seemed like in the middle rack, she was turning up all the way to the end. But but like you said, man, there was some good shooters out there. Like the first round was really good. Like you said, Ryan Howard came out with a banger making 24 24 points. Ariel Agnes, who actually set it off, so set the tone with 24. And then Allie quickly came through 26 points, hitting up that that money ball rack is everything, man. But it was awesome, man. But like Allie quickly, man, talk about her. Like she's built for this. She's made for this. I would like to see her in the NBA 
three-point contest, man. Like, she gets it. They have her rack with the WNBA balls against the NBA players with the NBA balls on, on one side. I want to see how she would fare. I think that she could legit win because that's her game right there, man. And what's so dope about her is that she's a game shooter and she's a three-point contest shooter and stuff as well. So she, And she takes the same shots. Like you said, her shot mechanics is just beautiful and stuff. But it was just pretty dope. But let's talk about that last round anyway real quick. Atkins, she started off really slow, but then she picked up at the end. 21 points. In a three-point competition, it ain't going to be enough because then quickly just went on the tear, put on the show. I think at one time, what, did she hit like almost like 10 threes in a row? Yeah. Including the, the dude's own shots? Yeah, the dude's own. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, it's over. You know what I would have did? Because when she, all she needed was 22 to win, I would have walked off right there. But she was like, right, let me just let me just keep on kicking them down and stuff like that. Everything else is for the icing on the cake and stuff. But yeah, her performance in that last round was really dope, bro. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, again, like, we, we just talk about the art of shooting, and Allie Quigley can give you a clinic on shooting any day. And yeah. I'm just, like, I'm watching the, I'm, I'm watching my television, and every time she hit, I'm like, give me one, Allie. Give me one, Allie. Give me, and it just kept building and building, and she went off for, like, 10 in a row. Like, I was just going crazy. I was like, man, hands down, greatest shooter. Like, it was so it was so great to watch. I, I really enjoyed watching Allie quickly shoot, and I'm pretty sure that, that CP3 and, and SLU were just as, as excited watching. And shout out to CP3, by the way. Rocking the DePaul Word. Quigley joint. That is dope. That was dope. I got to give a shout out to CP3. On yeah. That was fire seeing that that uniform out there like that. It was really dope to see that. I was like, I see with the jersey supporting. Should have played in the jersey, but hey, so good. Okay, That would have been nice to see her go from Naperville down to downtown Chicago and play at DePaul. I know the coaches was like, why are you wearing that jersey? Should have played with us. But yeah, yeah, greatest WNBA three-point contest shooter of all time, obviously. Won four in a row. This is What more can you say now as we take that? Going into the second half of the season, you got standing at 16 and 6. You got number one team in the league right now. And it's funny because you've seen the Aces struggle to to get into the to get to the all-star break. And then they struggle in a three-point contest because Kelsey Plum at one point only had one through her first three racks. I'm like, yo, right. I'm like, yo, what's going on? You got Asia with the support. Come on, let's go. You're tight. Do this and do that. Asia was dope on the mic. I thoroughly enjoyed her on the mic and stuff like that. But like, come on, Kelsey, man. Like we 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 pulling for you. That's a big fact. And remember, I, I, we go back to that preview show and I was talking about your scores versus like your actual shooters. And I actually tried to give Kelsey the benefit of the doubt and put her in the actual shooter category, knowing that she is a scorer. But again, you look at her mechanics, her catch and shoot looks just as good as her shooting off the dribble. And just today, she wasn't able to stay hot. She struggled. So maybe uh, it's because uh, of the ceiling's too low. It's not a. <laughs> I was trying not to, Kate. I was trying to be humble about the situation, what's going on in, inside of the. Man, that venue was horrible, Kate. Okay, I'm sorry. That venue was just bad. Like the fact that you couldn't have, they closed it to the public. Why? They close it to the public. I was just like, are you serious? Think about this, KDOT. How many fans that probably didn't even know that it was close to the public was in Chicago 
trying to see their favorite players play. You got little girls, obviously not a part of the EYBL, just little girls that's fans of the game and couldn't see their favorite players play. And like you even hit it on the head on one of your tweets when you was talking about you want to grow the game and stuff, but it's just like the opposite, man. It's just so sometimes I think this is probably going to be my last time talking about it, that we're just going to stick to the on the court thing because that's the name of the show. It is what it is. Like it's just, it's crazy the stuff that they say and then the actions is not matching up to the words, bro. Yeah, the actions ain't actioning. You yeah, the actions ain't actioning. Exactly, man. It's just that I keep saying this, like it's common sense, right? What the fans are ask, asking for is just very simple ask. And like how how much sense can you have just to accommodate the simple ask? And again, you're running it from a business standpoint. You can't do it that way. You got to run it from a consumer standpoint. The consumer standpoint will drive your business. So if you do it from the consumer standpoint, understand who your fans are, what your fans are about, then you will legit be okay. But it's not okay because a lot of them don't understand what's going on. And I know we said we weren't going to harp on it, but I'm sorry. Like somebody in the league is going to listen to this and hopefully somebody in the league say all of these cats that's talking trash about us. They're right. They're absolutely right. We need to make a change. We need to do something to change our mindset. Stop looking at the WNBA as a business type thing and what's driving the business of it, of WNBA enterprises and start looking at it from an entertainment standpoint, look at it in the lens of a quote unquote WWE type thing. The fans want action. The fans want drama. And in order for a league to be successful, you have to include your fans. Being inclusive to your fans will drive your business up. Trust me. I'm in finance. And I'm also in an industry where you need people to build your business. And when you keep shunning those same people who are trying to support you, your business is never going to grow. That's just period. We'll be back after a quick break. I'm Chris Stemp. I'm Donnie Stemp. Two brothers on this strange rock hurtling through space. I don't know, man. This rock is in trouble. The Week on Earth is a new podcast on climate change and the state of the planet. We're talking cars, carbon, trees, toilet paper, apocalypse, utopia, and most importantly, human behavior. We need to put the emotion into this story. How do we move from an extractive society to a regenerative society? Pretty twisted. And it gets worse. (laughs) It's changed my entire outlook. From the Peabody Award-winning producer of Netflix's Fantastic Fungi, The Week on Earth, new episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. But yeah, like you said, we ain't going to hop on it too much, go crazy. But uh, let's talk about the All-Star game real quick. Just predictions. Who, I don't, because we didn't do predictions on our preview show or whatever. I think we did, but it was a rush show. But who, you got Team Asia or you got Team Stewie? I'm really pulling for Team Asia. I'm look, I looked at the roster again. Yeah. For Team Stewie, that, that bench is incredible. 
Yeah. I do have a feeling. I do have a feeling I'm getting this kind of deja vu, like epiphany type thing that like Arike is going to do it again. Like mm. it's going to be a case where she's hot in the fourth quarter and, and, and team Wilson, they allowed team Stewie to come back or something like that. Arike just hits like one of those big shots. I have a feeling that's going to happen. I'm going to pull, my prediction will be team, team Wilson, team fouls, team Wilson slash fouls. But I just, uh, team Stewie slash bird. Whew. Yeah. That's no slouch. It's like what I said earlier too, in our previous show, what I meant to say is, you know, one team got the better starting five, the other team got the better bench. So it's going to add up. And I like team Stewie. Because I like the, they got Eastman on their bench over there. And on the second to last pick too, I think. That's crazy. They got some versatility, they got some versatility over there. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun game. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. You know, it's in Wintrust. And so it should be a better event. But before we get out of here though, KDOT, we got to talk, we got to double back and talk about our mid-season awards, rookie year of the year, because I think that like, when you really look at it again, got to give Shakira also some love, man. We got to understand. We know what Ryan Howard is. She's doing her thing. And with Melissa Smith, too, as well, like really impressive. It's willing to expand her game from the outside and everything. She has really big upside. I think which we even said it before, like she has the biggest upside in the draft further down. But for Shakira Austin, bro, like you got to understand when you're looking at the stats, like the analytics, like she's what Washington has the best, the second ranked defense in the league. And Shakira also is the best defender on that team by far. When she's on the court and when she's off the court, like her on-off swing is crazy. It's an elite company as far as the post players. Asia Wilson obviously has the biggest on-off with 26.7. And then you got you got Candace Parker. Then you got Brianna Turner. Then you got John Quill Jones. And then number five right there is Shakira Austin. When she's on the court, the Mystics, they are outscoring their opponents per 100 possessions, I think by, look, let me remember, by like close to 11 points. And then when she's off the court, they're getting outscored by three points, something like that. And I think that her impact is really dope. And I'm looking like, okay, cool. We're talking about all WNBA first team, all defense, like with what she's doing. And so like Shakira Austin, I think that she definitely needs more consideration when it comes to the Rookie of the Year award. And yeah, we see Ryan put up the points, but when you're looking up the efficiency and stuff, even though we even talked about the efficiency and how her motor and everything else that she does on the court, it evens it out. But what Shakira Olsen is doing as a rookie on defense, as a post player in this league is, is actually is, is special too as well. Now, I'm not saying that Shakira Olsen, I'm changing my pick from mid-season Rookie of the Year to Shakira, but I'm saying like, Oh snap! The gap ain't as far wide like it was earlier. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I did mention in in our midseason awards show that it wasn't any disrespect to the to the other players or the other rookies, which was Melissa Smith and Shakira Austin. But I, I specifically talked about Shakira Austin, and you know how I've been high on Shakira Austin for a very long time. I even wanted Shakira Austin to drop to five so yep, that she could be a Liberty, so that she could be a New York Liberty. Because I see, I saw it at Maryland. And then when she went on to Ole Miss, I saw it some more. And I just felt from a defensive standpoint, she's a major impact. I think she's second in the league in like defensive rating or defensive efficiency. And 
just looking at her, her stats from a, a cumulative statistic standpoint, a true shooting percentage of 58% and a, an efficiency of 55%. She on 6.9 possessions that she actually has the ball in her hands. It's a 55% chance she makes an averaging 8.3 points per game, 6.2 rebounds, but her per 40s is through the roof. Her per, her per, her per 40s from a rebounding standpoint is almost 12 rebounds a game, 1.3 steals, 1.6 blocks. And of course, all of this is brought to you by Cerebro Sports. Make sure you log on to Cerebro Sports and get the free log on that they're offering everybody so that you can see the WNBA statistics as well. And they also got packages where you can see a lot more than just the standards. Make sure y'all tap into Cerebro Sports for that. But Shakira Austin, definitely, I 100% agree with you. She definitely needs to be considered for Rookie of the Year. She has done an amazing job for the Washington Mystics. She continues to do an amazing job, and we got to show her that love. Definitely, hands down, for sure. Yeah, definitely, man. And as we get out of here, man, just got to double back, Kato. <laughs> He's not trying to offer on everything, bro. But we need the WNBA to be better, man. This is All-Star Weekend. This is the place where you give your stars their flowers. This is the place where you got up-and-coming players. You give them their flowers and have them at these events. The fact that Lexi Brown was not here, not in Chicago, for this three-point contest, top 10 shooter in the league. One of the, I think she actually is, she's got to be top five in three-point percentage. It's just mind-blowing and stuff. It's just crazy, like the lack of access, like the fact that you could only watch one event on ESPN and then the other event you was watching on ESPNU. It was crazy. Like you seen it online, everybody was really complaining and stuff. It was just like how this weekend is going so far. It's just crazy, man. And I just want them to, to be better, to be honest. But I, that's what I really want. I really wanted this league to grow. And it's just maybe they got the wrong people. Change it. Maybe you go to the independent media is the ones that's out there doing their thing. Christina Williams, Ari Chambers. It's just got to be better. Like we don't see no all-star merch. We don't see none of that stuff. We don't know where everything, anything is going to be at. Everything is on short notice. It's just insane, man. It's just insane. And it shouldn't be like that. The only thing that should be short notice is the commissioner's cup. That's the only thing that should be short notice because it's obviously whoever's in first place, whenever it's time, the first two teams, you know what I'm saying, is going to be at that home arena of that team that's in first place. So that could be on short notice. Listen, it's funny because we know about what's going on with the commissioner's cup earlier than All-Star. We just found out who was going to be in these events during All-Star Weekend like a couple of days ago. And it's really just basically everybody that's an All-Star or if you live in the city or if you're in the region, that's all it is. Nobody else came. That's why you don't see Lexi Brown competing in three-point contests. I think it's, it's it was, they dropped the ball this weekend. And I know it's going to pick up for All-Star Game. I know All-Star Game, the All-Star Game is going to be really good. I'm not worried about that. But it's just the other stuff, like how you are supposed to appreciate your fans too. And then you don't give them no access. No that uh, all that stuff should have been in Wintrust. Everything, all the events should have been in Wintrust. Why they didn't do that? I cannot wait to get into that when the commission is Zoom. Because I got to ask that question, like, why? Like that meme, why? Everybody should just say why. This is crazy. I know you don't got to say nothing. And you don't even got to touch on it. We'll just close it out. Thank you for listening to Keeping the 9450, codename WBB. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the 9450WBB. Don't forget to follow KDOT at K.Lu3H on Instagram and Twitter as well. And don't forget to follow me at 
the DRTS pod on Instagram and Twitter. And please subscribe to the show. Like, sub- subscribe to the show. All right. And we, oh, got the YouTube page too as well. Forgot to mention that we got the YouTube page now. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff. We're working on getting some sponsorships and stuff. So we growing on the side, but we still appreciate everything y'all doing as far as supporting us and things like that. But with that being said, K-Dot, man, we're going to get out of here. Love is love. Peace. Peace out.